Sam the fly wants my yogurt. <laughs> that's right. That's- Hold on a second. Where'd Bo go? He's back. <laughs> he disappeared. <laughs> Pick the best time to leave. He's like, oh, show's starting? Yeah, I'm out of here then. It must have been it a It wasn't glitch. me. It wasn't you? It wasn't me. Oh, oh no, I pressed, I usually mute. Yeah? Maybe. I usually mute when, when you play the music so I don't breathe or accidentally talk over yeah. the intro. Yeah. And then it kicked me from the call. <laughs> you gotta give me that yogurt. <laughs> I'm gonna hang up on your call. Show would be a shame. <laughs> Yeah, did the fly do Are it? We, do we start the show or is this Yeah, a... it's starting. No, we're going. This is it. This is the show. We're okay, doing it. Great. It's uh, Core, everybody. Welcome back. It's uh, February 27th, 2019. I'm Scott with Bo John, and we're here with Bo John. Bo John. <laughs> <laughs> with Bo and John. Uh, they're separate human beings, and um, <laughs> we do a show where we talk about video games now. It used to be all about Heroes of the Storm. Uh, but it's not anymore. And we've told you all that already. If you didn't hear this before, what the hell are you doing? Go back and listen to the episodes where we, where we anguishly went through it all because we're not doing that anymore. At least not for now. And even though Bo has uh, picked it right back up, apparently, which we'll talk about later in the show, uh, Bo's all heroes this week. That's crazy little turn I didn't expect. Um, but we'll get into why and those reasons here shortly. Before all that, though, let's get into this... Uh, The world of a post-Apex Legends world requires us to look back and be reminded that another game was here before it with as much hype or more that has not been uh, forgotten. And that game is Overwatch. Let's talk about it. Okay, Overwatch got a new hero this week, and uh, they would like you to notice that. They would like you to forget that... uh, (laughs) That Blizzard is in a weird place right now with the firings and the whatnots and all the stuff swirling around it. But, um, you know, Overwatch League is started and going. There's games and stuff. And part of this is a brand new hero. His name is Baptiste. He is a uh, a black fellow. All right. Uh, he's Handle, a... Ba- it well. Yeah. He's, he's a battle medic. Do I have that right? Let me look at that just to make sure I got it right. Combat medic. Combat maybe. medic. There you go. Thank you. He is a combat medic, and he does a bunch of really rad stuff. And I thought it was enough rad stuff that we should probably talk about it because I actually want to make an argument for Overwatch and their approach to character. And I would like to just say I wish the I wish the Apex team would actually pay attention to this a little bit because if the Apex game, if Apex Legends has any weaknesses for me. It's the characters are not that interesting. They're they're fine, and it's better than not having them be characters. But like that little poster I put up the other day. Do I have that here? I do. Um, here are the names as I remember them. Okay, that's okay. how unmemorable the names are for me. Uh, you can be that soldier lady. Bigelow is her name. Uh, then there's Junkface. Have you seen Junkface? Got all kinds of shit hanging off of him. That's old mm-hmm. Junkface. Stinky. He has the stink bombs and the and the smelly gas. Garbanzo, he's got a shield and he's great. He's like a frontline guy. Old, old Garbanzo is going to take care of it for you. Uh, Fun Buns has her little robot healer. You got Pud. He's just the guy that can make duplicates of himself and not say his lines right. And then good old Chappie uh, from the film Chappie is in this game. It's the great crossover of film and video games, Chappie. Uh, okay. And then finally Hot Topic, who uh, mm-hmm. is always f- flinging around and doing her business in the game Apex Legends. 
So Scott. Yeah. Can I play a little devil's advocate here? <laughs> yeah. Just a little. Go ahead. De- and, advocate and for the devil. Go ahead. Your inability to remember someone's name <laughs> should not necessarily be a metric by which anything is judged. I now, okay, I take your point, and I knew you were gonna bring this up, but I would like to answer that by saying I always remembered and remembered immediately the names of the of the Overwatch characters. I think Blizzard's better at this than most companies who are trying to build character into these shooters. And Overwatch is similar in that <clears throat> once you get playing, like story's kind of out the door. You're just killing each other, and in some cases you're killing your doppelganger across the way, and that doesn't make any sense, but it's a video game, so who cares? But they're so much better at establishing who a character is, why they're who they are and making it. So they're memorable in your mind than anybody else. And I'm going to include in that apex legends. They're fine. They get the job done, but there's nothing about them where I go, Ooh, Junkrat is clearly this and is only this. And he's known for this. And part of it maybe is that unlike overwatch apex is all about everyone shoots the same, has the same hit points. There's some stuff this week. People talking about, larger hitboxes uh for uh for stinky and uh garbanzo <laughs> uh i thought it was pathfinder oh maybe pathfinder it was pathfinder also has a larger hitbox and he has some deal if you, i was reading today if you shoot between his legs it, it hits him even though there's yeah. a big space there uh, stuff like that i mean those are things i can work on and tweak and whatever but my point is i think i think overwatch is better at doing this stuff uh at hero now, creation now do you disagree I, with that I played devil's advocate. I will say I agree with you. I mm. think the characters in Overwatch from a lore perspective are more compelling. And the reason I say that is I do not much care for Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be my Heroes of the Storm loyalty continuing to shine through. And I always felt like Overwatch was the little golden child that got everything. So mm-hmm. I've always kind of resented it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but even not really liking Overwatch that much and even thinking it's way overhyped for what it is, I still saw the Baptiste trailer and was like, that's freaking rad. Yeah. Like, I, that's the thing. Is like, even as much as I don't like it, I have to give it credit. I, and I have to say, oh man, that's that's some cool lore. Yeah. And a reminder that the, I think it's important to at least say, John's not saying Overwatch is a bad game. I am. No, you can't. Yeah, be that's crazy. You can't be serious. <laughs> it's okay. It's a great game. It's really good. Like for what it's supposed to be, it's a really good game. Now, would it's we like game. it? Would we like it more if it had like co-op feature, PVE stuff, or something closer to its original Titan ideals, or or even if it was um, they'd taken it further in the multiplayer realm and it was just it wasn't just what it is today in terms of map types and the kind of multiplayer it is, especially in a a post. Uh, battle royale world sure i could agree with some of those points and i think they have to kind of get on the stick and get some of that going um with a, such a heavy focus on esports it's, i think that makes it harder for them because they have to kind of you know you have to establish your sport like football can't go what week to week going you know this week i'm thinking the ball should be twice as big as it usually is oh my how good would it be if it did it'd be amazing like whenever they <laughs> complain that somebody puts helium in a ball i'm like f it forget about the rule the new rule is all balls have helium in them. <laughs> they just float away if someone doesn't catch it fast yeah, enough. Yeah, <laughs> because you can throw them really far. It's really awesome. What they what, That's why people cheat that way. 
but just make it not a cheat anymore. We want Blurns Ball from Futurama, basically. Just go nuts. But my point is, all of that aside, Overwatch is a really good game. I get your point, though, about heroes got stepchild, redheaded stepchild treatment and got put in the back seat. No question about that. It's fine. It's not for me. Yeah. I'll bet if we played it, you'd have a whole lot of fun right now if we played it. I would have a good time if I played it. I yeah. have zero desire to ever play it. Really? Yeah, I'm, it's funny. I feel I want to play it. I, actually, playing Apex made me want to play Overwatch 4. There's that, seven heroes I haven't played yet. There's a lot, of, lot for me to dig into. Well, that's my point, Bo. Do you, do you, how long has it been for you? It's been a long time, right? It's been a while, yeah. Yeah? yeah. And, and, like, your point is well taken that, like, I mean, you can't even compare the Apex characters to overwatch i think i read an interview where they were like talking about modeling everything they've done in apex yeah on overwatch and their success right and it clearly shows the characters and the only reason why the characters in apex are memorable is just because tons of people are playing it we're all going through the same thing so we all meet around the water cooler and talk about it but the characters suck (laughs) 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 they're not good no way like are you like compared to overwatch's character development and shorts and it's like it's not even a Uh, it's not even close they're super generic and that's fine i'm not again for the game it is other focuses are clearly there and that's great and and that and apex is awesome for it but just imagine how much cooler it would be if they had that acumen that blizzard seems to have for their characters in overwatch it's really something they do really well. Um, and so I, I kind of wish it was more like that. And also at the same uh, time, Apex has made me think that it would be possible for Blizzard to make a Battle Royale mode for Overwatch that would work. Um, I don't think they're working on it. I don't think we'll no, ever get it. I, I, I would love to have seen it, though. I would love to see what that looks like and what changes they would make because those characters are just great and they're all weird and they do such different things like you could come up with something pretty special probably if they wanted to throw the money and time at it thing is i don't think that i think the um characterization as expressed through the abilities in apex legends Mm -hmm. are very watered down and held back Mm -hmm. like they're useful and tactical but i don't it doesn't really feel like it defines them as characters as much as say the actual gameplay in overwatch right because your gun is different based on who you pick. But most of the guns you pick up in Apex are the same guns. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't... You can go a whole game and not use a special ability and still win in Apex Legends. And the guns are the same guns everyone else has access to. So yeah. So I find, like... I find it's good that they have the characters, but, like, they didn't lean into it that hard mm-hmm. at the same time. So it kind of doesn't matter. Sure. From a design standpoint, I, I guess I can see reasons why they wouldn't. But I still think personality-wise, they could have gone further. You can have them be generic in terms of their functionality, but go further in their... Just the characterization could have been a lot well, more fun. And it's also missing a lot of the the flash that Overwatch gets the, the bonus of. You know, we got dropped into, you know... All of a sudden, there were just a bunch of new characters to learn who they are. You know, for Overwatch, we had time leading up to it where we had seen tracer and winston and Widowmaker, and we were like oh who are these people you know why do their bullets not have any impact on the other person in the cinematics it's weird i don't know you had a lot of time to wonder who these characters were and for blizzard to kind of piecemeal that out to you and then when you started playing you had the voice interactions that the characters had 
and you had a bunch of like everything fed into that character lore, which was really smart. You know, you had sprays where it was like, what does that mean? Um, and I think the closest that Apex has gotten to that is uh, Wraith, or as Scott calls her, Hot Topic. Uh, see, not only have I learned the actual name, Scott, I've learned your name oh, on top of it. Great. Uh, but she has a um, she has a, a background border where it's it's supposed to just look like, ah, it's weird, psychic, wavy lines on the side. But if you stare at it, you can actually see the silhouettes of two people as if they're like a parent or a scientist looking over her, trying to figure out, you know, as if they're the ones doing the experiments on her. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Who are these people? Are they other characters in the game? And I stared at it for a really long time, and I couldn't tell who they were, and I stopped caring. Right. And that's as close as Apex ever gets to that. Uh, Overwatch had a lot more of that actually built in naturally and built in through the dialogue. And again, we had more time. Apex just hasn't had that yet. I'd be curious to see you know, if their rollout plans include any of that, mm -hmm. uh, we'll find out, you know, it's still pretty early. We're not even into the season stuff for it yet, but uh, I'd be curious to see if they pull it out. Um, the one thing that bugs me about Apex is all the characters seem a little muted. Mm -hmm. There's something very soft about them. Like, I don't know if you guys ever got those. It was real popular back in the day for World of Warcraft. You could have your character 3D printed. Oh, yeah, the finger uh, figure prints. I have one right over here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a few up on my shelf back there. Um, there's something about the colors and the texture of figure print things mm -hmm. that's just a little grainy and a little soft. The colors don't pop as much as they should, mm -hmm. and that's how I feel all the characters in Apex Legends look. Mm. And I, I wish they could get some of that fidelity that Blizzard has in their characters out of it. But Might, could be some some of that could be engine related. I mean, they're using Source Two engine, heavily modified, but yeah. it's Source. It's possible that that's limiting them. But I also think. Like you say, it's early, and a lot of the skin options, quite frankly, are just color stuff and not new rigs. Whereas, you know, you get a new Overwatch skin, it's like, oh my gosh, Junkrat is suddenly a freaking vampire bat. You know, like you've you've gone nuts. It's all new appliances on him, and things sticking out of him, and his gun is remodeled, and like they go crazy with it. With this game, they haven't done that yet. It's just here's Garbanzo with three padded looking samurai mm -hmm. outfits, and that's it. He really is the worst. Yeah. He's a like, he really is the most uninteresting character ever created in Mr. Video Games. Like, like, I honestly, like, I just like, I can't do it. I can't take him. It's so hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't you think it would go a lot further if they would adopt? I mean, given that they were so inspired by Overwatch anyway, for this idea of characters rather than just, you know, skins on the same dude or lady. Uh I just, I just wish they'd go further with it. That's all. And maybe they will. Yeah. John's probably yeah. right. They probably will. And I don't think they can re relegate it just to new heroes that get launched. I think they, if they're going to do any kind of backstory or any kind of cool cinematics or anything cool, they're going to have to give treatment to all the launch people as well so that you don't make those guys feel like, you know, the crappy uh, first attempts and everything else after that is way more awesome. Like, that's a real challenge. They have to figure yeah. that out. I think the the last thing I would say, just to avoid you getting too many angry emails about my Overwatch hate, I think this sums up my feelings on Overwatch okay. really well. All right. I don't play Overwatch currently. I have no plans or desire to play it again. But if they made an Overwatch 2 or a different game in that universe, I'd be incredibly interested. Yeah, of course what? you would. 
Yeah, he would be. Where'd all this Overwatch hate come from? I feel like there's it's news. Always been there. We never talked about it. Well, I mean, we've always said we've always had the step. Yeah, we wish Heroes got more resources and stuff like that. Like that's always been a thing. But I thought we've always said Overwatch was a good game. I'm yeah, surprised. I like Overwatch. I think it's great. I think John's crazy. I think John. Here's what I think is going on there, and I don't. This isn't a. This isn't a, a swipe at John because I actually think this is just an interesting part of your personality. But I really do feel like you you took it very personally, which is part of the whole Blizzard thing. We all are very personally involved in Blizzard games. I think you took it very personally when when things took off for Overwatch, and they were surprised by that, by the way, um, that Heroes, your favorite PvP game that Blizzard made, was being pushed to the side. Even back then, even in those very early days of Overwatch, it was very clear where all of the flash and the hype and the, the exposure was going to be. And... It's kind of sucked if you're a Heroes fan. And I yeah, think I think I, you're I just not, with I you. think you're I'm not saying you're a grudge holder. I'm saying Blizzard needs Blizzard needs to get players like you back on board through some earnest effort of some kind. It can't just be, well, them's the breaks, esports and all that. Like I I think that's all this is. Is you're Well, just- I I think I think you're 100% right because when I saw that attention and all of that, my reaction was, "Really?" They're giving all their attention to this. Mm. And when I got to to this, I was like, I don't much care for this game. Every match kind of feels the same. I I have a couple heroes that I like in it, but I'm not really interested in branching out. I Just my own personal laundry list of problems that clearly the rest of the world does not have all came to pass. And then at the end of the day, I was like, OK, well, I'll play my game and ignore this game for forever. Yeah. And generally didn't talk about it unless it was one of those characters going over to heroes, which was hit and miss depending on who it was and what they were doing. And, uh, you know, or the cinematics and stuff like that. I loved. So I probably seemed like an overwatch fan because they put out a new video showing, you know, here's the backstory of this character. And I was like, yeah, that was freaking cool. Cause they are, mm-hmm. I just don't want to play the game. Yeah, that's fair, but we should play overwatch a little bit, just a little bit. And then, I've been thinking about playing Overwatch some more. Yeah, we the main both, reason is a- Apex. Yeah. Because Apex, well, now that the honeymoon's over, I'm like, I should play a better shooter than this game. And i kind of been wanting to play Overwatch. Oh, <laughs> Just, boy. Here, it's coming out early. I actually wanted to talk about this. So yeah. you you kind of had a sudden drop-off. Like, for a while there, it was Apex. Oh, Apex, yeah. Apex. Let's make it official. I'm not playing Apex anymore. Yeah, he's not doing it. <laughs> I'm done with it. He's, he's out. He's a, yeah. you're, you're like, okay, uh, you've wrung all you can wring out of it, I guess. Right. And well, I mean, I had to, it's not, it's a good game and I'm not going to shit on apex in any way, shape or form. It's just, um, they're the things I don't like about battle Royale games have come to the forefront now that the honeymoon's over and all the, the fun is there. And I have to ask myself, this is a game I'm going to commit to getting better at. And in my evaluation process, I said, no, the problem with this in this particular one, although it's true of all battle Royales is that, uh, it, you know, PvP games tend to be a competition between two people or two teams. And Battle Royale games, pretty much the strategy is wait for two other teams to fight and then fight them while they're distracted. Yeah. And that's, that's how you get from third to first when there's three teams left. Every interesting engagement that I have always gets screwed over by another team capitalizing. And I realize it's uh, it's not really good competition. In fact, the Twitch rivals that they broadcast this week was basically really good players going in and pwning noobs in the game as fast as possible for money. I was like, this is kind of the opposite of sportsmanship. 
And so I kind of just decided that this was not a game that I was going to, you know, it's a good game, but it's not a game I'm going to spend much more time in, given that there's other shooters to play. And it got me thinking about Overwatch again, because I sort of been scratching my shooter itch and wanting to get better at shooters. That Overwatch is, at the very least, a team-based and competitive game. And I just pictured, like, would Blizzard ever have a game like them? We talked, should they have a Battle Royale? But Blizzard does value, I mean, who knows where they're at on their mission statement but does value competition and playing fair and, and battle royales are like the opposite of playing fair. Like they offer an unfair experience to noobs. You can go in there and die 15 times and never get a kill and just be fodder for someone else's enjoyment. <clears throat> yeah. I don't so, disagree with that. I don't like the whole, kind of where my head's at with, the the whole, game, with battle royales in general. So I'm like, how do you, f- how I'd do you feel about people saying, Hey, but Bo, that's just the nature of BR. So you just got to get cool. good. It's super popular. I'm not going to tell people not to play the game or not to make games like that because yeah. you guys like it. I just, it was a personal decision for me. I totally get it. So, yeah. Yeah. I was just, it, it's just a choice. Like I play games pretty ravenously and I like, I'm starting to think the sheen's coming off. I have to make a decision about where I'm spending my time. And, and I felt like this just wasn't worthy, even though sure it's good. So, and I can't, I'll keep it installed and maybe we'll still play from time to time. Cause I do enjoy the gunplay in it. The mm-hmm. gunplay is really good. Sure. It's better than overwatch. I'd say like, I prefer the gunplay in apex, but, um, but I, I just don't like battle royales, and that's sort of been coming to the surface for me. Is that that's sure. the mode I care for? I think. Yeah. Uh, I think what's going to happen. I mean, people. Have, I don't know how many people have truly forgotten about this, but it hit me the other day when I was playing Counter Strike. Uh, even the mod for Half Life One, that game didn't feature you know ten modes. It featured one mode, and that mode was uh, counter terrorists and terrorists would face off. You had objectives if you were one or the other, and the other team would try to end you. And when they did. Their team won. You didn't have multiple lives. You didn't respawn. There was no other options like that. It was basically just 90s Battle Royale because all 90s Battle Royale could handle was eight people. Right. And all they've but done is teams, they've, they've, right? they, yeah, you have two teams. So that's, I mean, this team plays a little different. But there's also that 50 versus 50 in Fortnite, uh, which I don't know if they do it all the time, but they rotate it in. It's actually a very fun mode. But yeah, that's where we got our win in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. That's why we get to say we won Fortnite one time. That's right. But the idea that 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 really all we've done is gotten larger, a larger version of that game style. That's all this is. The innovation is actually 100 people can be here in the case of, of Apex 80. That's a huge innovation. But the other innovation is uh, there's a circle that keeps getting smaller. And without that, it's a big, dumb game because you would never want to hunt around that map all day long trying to find the last guy. Like, it's a required component of the gameplay is to have the arena shrink over time. And the reason I bring that up is because I think it's too easy for us to now look at this and go, oh, Battle Royale, it's a thing. And it is. But it's just a mode, and it's an evolved mode, and it's an intera- It's a mode that's already iterated on other stuff. So if Overwatch or anybody else introduces a mode like that, I'm going to try to train my brain to not freak out or be super skeptical or go, oh, this is just a me too thing because they got to they gotta have their own battle royale because at the end of the day, all of these modes, all of these things are iterative modes that have been around since Quake or earlier, and it's okay. It's fine if they do. What Bo's saying, I don't disagree with because if, you, if battle royale as a mode, it just isn't your thing, people shouldn't play that. It, yeah. it really I mean, is. Just play it casually, I yeah. think. It like, dis, it, it, and I'm dis- not, I wasn't playing the game casually. Mm. I was playing the game like 40 hours. You know, I had 102 hours in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I just don't, I like to play games to get good at them. And so I feel like I'm, 
I'm not playing in that mode, then I just probably should stay away. So that's what I'm doing. Well, more on that soon. I never got around to Baptiste stuff. I want to tell you what he has. Baptiste looks cool. Yeah. He has a medic, uh, small machine gun, little uh, semi-automatic machine gun looking thing, but he's got these uh, like grenade thing attached underneath it. It's a three-round burst, burst hit-scan weapon that deals significant damage. He's got good damage for a healer. I always like that. His alternate fire is Biotic Launcher. Biotic Launcher does not share ammo with the medic gun. It shoots projectiles similar to Zarya's alt fire uh, that heals near uh, near the point of impact. So you shoot him at the ground. Uh, people around that area will, will get healing. Uh, it does not heal him, though, so you can't shoot at your feet and be healed. His passive ability is Exo Boots. Baptiste can crouch and charge a boost, which propels him in the air. Uh, this is not primarily, primarily an engage, nor is it an escape. It's mostly used for Baptiste to set up attacks and reposition himself. Regenerative Burst is his bread and butter as a healer. He activates a heal over time effect for uh, both himself and nearby allies. Uh, this is not an aura. Other allies can leave Baptiste's side and continue to heal off the Regenerative Burst. So you basically fart, and they take your fart with them. Yeah, carry uh, it yeah. to another room. Take it to another room. Like, like my, when you thought before you got in the car, you had let it all out, mm-hmm. but it followed. This is what I'll tell you what my Korean brother used to do. We'd be all at dinner, mm-hmm. and Matt, my brother Matt, would go, and this is when he knew a lot less English. He would sit at the table, came to America, and he was nine, so he's you know still very Korean culturally and, of course, the language. And he sit at the table, and he goes, uh-oh, uh-oh. I go, what? Bangu, bangu, he'd say. Bangu is Korean for fart. Yeah. And then my mom would go, get up, get out, get up, <laughs> and would make him get up. And after he would say, bangu, bangu, he would run around the corner behind a door or a wall. And then he would stick his finger out like this, his two fingers like in a scissors hand. And he would go, oh, and he would make the, he would fart by squeezing his hand together, <laughs> laugh maniacally, and then come back to dinner. So that was just the thing I grew up with. <laughs> Don't look it up. Bangu. It's a great. I only knew the words from. I only know Korean words that are sort of dirty and gross. I know bangu. I don't know fart. Did Baptist remind you of that in some way? No, we were just uh, talking about the, we... fart, the lingering fart. The lingering fart is why. Oh, okay, from. okay. Sorry, I missed the connected thought. Oh, trust me. The all, of my, all of a sudden, we were talking about bangu, and my brain was like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> all, all I know I is I missed a critical bridge. Sometimes, uh, sometimes my brain will have to go a place, and we have to go there, okay. and then we have to come back. Uh, okay, here's his other thing. He has this immortality field, and he deploys. Yeah, and he f- deploys this. He heals diva and soldier. What? What's this? That's just for a video. All right, immor- uh, immortality field. <laughs> Baptist's second ability may be his most powerful non-ultimate game or thing in the game. He uh, uses a device to create a field that temporary uh, or that prevents allies from dying at all. They can go uh, below twenty percent health, or they cannot go below twenty percent health. So it'll still take damage potentially, but it will. Not drop it's like, below it's 20. It's Taz Dingo, but for everybody. Kind of, yeah. It is like Taz Dingo. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the generator, much like Arisa's supercharger, can be destroyed so people can target it. According to Blizzard, it lasts for about eight seconds as present, although that is a subject to change and probably will. This ability is a, a powerful counter to abilities like Junkrat's Riptire or Diva's Self-Destruct, and it prevents the team from being one-shot killed. Uh, his ultimate is called Amplification Matrix, and I've already seen this in use in a particular case. That was amazing. So it creates a matrix that doubles the damage and healing effects of all friendly projectiles that pass through it. So if you fired a bullet through the matrix at your enemy and it hit them, significant more damage than it would have if it hadn't gone through the amplification wall. 
So the thing I saw was um, somebody uh, uh, freaking Hanzo sent his giant dragon deal at the whole team. The whole team's in there. And while they're there, they're healing back through the matrix. And their healing was so good that nobody died. Even your even your Slim Jims didn't die from the dragon. Oh, it was an enemy dragon yes. strike? Yes. And and you were healing. He, and uh, Baptiste was healing through the matrix at the people. And, and yeah. And one other healer. I can't remember who it was, but somebody was also healing through it. It looks like the way that um, uh, Lucio's healing works is if his circle, if the if the matrix is in the circle and you're in the circle, you're getting the benefit of the matrix. As best I could wow. tell, that was the other character. But all these people lived. And there's no way they live without that thing. So that looked crazy to me. Anyway, it got me excited. It made me like Overwatch again. It's like, ah, oh, these characters are cool. I want to go play it. Maybe I will. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm into playing some more. So All right. We should do that. John, we'll convince you. Bye. Don't worry. It'll happen. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. I bet you we might be able to get me in there. I'd have to reinstall it. There are like right? seven heroes. I count there's seven or eight heroes that I haven't played yet that I get yeah. to explore. Doomfist, Moira, Wrecking Ball. I was watching some Wrecking Ball, and I'm like, oh, this is a troll character for sure. Big time. Roll around like oh, yeah. a ball the whole yeah. time. Like, yeah, let sign me up for that. I think I played games that uh, when Anna existed, but like I did the Halloween thing, and she was in that, but mm. I never played an actual game of Overwatch with a single new character in it. Wow, really? Weren't we playing? Yeah, there's, ton, there's tons of there's tons of new characters to play. I'm excited. My account level is like 27. Well, we you but yeah, <laughs> but you but, but you did that all or no? When did you do? Well, you did a lot more in the beta with us, right? Yeah, I played a ton in the beta. Yeah, and I think you were just kind of like, okay, I'm good, I'm out. Yeah. Um. Okay. It says here, someone in the chat says, breaking news: there's a new heroes patch today that went up a couple hours ago. Yeah, I couldn't find patch notes in the launcher, though, for it. I can't it find playing. it anywhere. It. Uh, Stitches rework, maybe? Now, there was some stuff. They, they, they released a schedule. Heroes of Storm team released a schedule for their AMAs. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a patch at some point. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't see anything I didn't in the see, news. I, saw, I had to do an update today, but didn't see what it was about. Their latest news article on the official Heroes of the Storm website. I don't know if you guys have noticed the frequency of these posts. They have gone way up. Or I should say down. 15 yeah, days ago. From the opposite last of what I just said. <laughs> yeah. They go way back, like months ago for your for, like your third article. That's that's a definite. That's something I noticed after all this stuff. Well, and, it's not on the site, DJ Tekuya. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's one thing to be like, well, guys, I'm reading it. I know. I saw parts of it. I saw what Kyle posted because Kyle did a better job of getting the patch notes to me than blizzard did so they say they're on the launcher i don't know i can't tell that's either. the reality well if you got oh, a link chat room send us a link that'd be cool i've got a link i've got a link it went up i just didn't see it it's not on the launcher it wasn't on the launcher version hmm. of the news. weird is there anything in there that we're like oh look at that oh, oh it's huge changes to like everything really not everything but like 20 or 30 heroes you know because there's a ton of heroes in the game now. yeah well we're playing it tonight we'll see i guess so a bunch of crazy crap happened. We'll, I guess we'll find out tonight. Kyle posted so many patch notes today that there's word he's going to be let go. That, that Kyle's going to be let go? Yes. <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, let's move on to talk about another thing. Oh, yeah. I have a transition for that now. 
Do you guys like Dune? Did you read the books, the Dune books? I did, actually. Yeah. Have you read them? Yeah. Uh, all oh, recently. Them? I was in my teens when I read the Dune. I read Dune. I don't think I read any of the other books. Are you Dune. Are you excited for the potential of this new Dune movie? And um... Yes. I also played the classic Dune 2 RTS. Very good game. First RTS ever, I think, wasn't it? Or something like that. Maybe? Yeah, actually, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah I think it was but, um, uh, Westwood Studios. Was in uh, this is before their Command and Conquer days, but pretty sure that was like them and the first RTS ever known or ever made. I think, and I had it on the Genesis of all consoles. <laughs> on a console? Yeah, they had a console version oh, of wow. Dune too. I had it on PC. I'm sure you had the better experience, like straight up. Probably. <laughs> I had a mouse Maybe. and I could use on a keyboard. Yeah, I probably wasn't that good at the game though, but I remember playing it for hours. And I think there was a map editor for it too. That at least someone made available to me, so you can make your own maps in it and stuff. That's pretty cool. Well, Anyways, I, I spent a lot of time playing it. But Dune, yes, I read the book. They yeah. drink their own pee. Um, <laughs> in their suits, and, right? It recycles in their suits. Yes, it yeah. recycles. Obviously, yeah. I left that part out just for the LOLs. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not just peeing in cups and going Here, like, here's down your gullet. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> there's like pull it out and <laughs> uh pound it back um so the yeah i'm excited for the movie because it's the um what's his name the uh, villeneuve denise villeneuve however you say his name and i thought blade runner 2049 was phenomenal i did too even if it wasn't your cup of tea if only more remakes and updates and and forays into our past franchises and movies could be that good and that yeah you killed it original but also respectful of the source material i yep. don't know it's just perfect it was so uh, good honestly. arrival was good uh I, I also really liked it uh what was it called um the the it was a spanish name it was like a military thrillery thing so uh, had emily blunt sicario? in it. sicario i love sicario oh my gosh i love sicario if you've not seen sicario fan that one again. oh it's so good um i they, started it but didn't for some reason, I wasn't into it, but well, he's a he's day. a really interesting director, and I think Dune looks uh, will will benefit from having him around. Well, here's the good news: if you like Dune, you like the universe, you like those books. John, did you read those books by chance? Uh, I did not. I tried to get into Dune, and I don't know what made me fall off. I didn't dislike it, but I never finished it. It is thick and dense. That stuff. It's I a hard off. read. It wasn't easy to get through. Yeah, I fell off it a few times before I finally got through the initial books. I never read the follow-up stuff as Sun did, uh, or some. There was some other stuff, but I've never. Read I mean, I that. love I love what I know of the world, right? Um, and I, I think it's all great. So I have no reason not to. I just uh, never saw all of the movie. Never read all of the book. I'm about twenty percent in on Dune. Well, except good. for in my mind, which is a hundred percent. Well, the other eighty will come easy when that movie comes out. I'll bet we all see it, and I'll bet we're all super into it. Um, yeah. here, here's the thing. Uh, it always reminds me of the 40k universe for some reason. Yeah, and I, I can see that. Uh, you know, just like tech priests and the emperor, they're trying to keep alive for for thousands of years, and just those weird, weird, far flung, hard, hard fantasy and space concepts are very doomed to me, or at least have a lot of their roots in that. So bottom line, all of us are, you know, some level of excited about this. Well, along with that comes video games. There's a new ad adaptation of the world coming to theaters and also some games according to Funcom, the makers of Conan Exiles and Age of Conan. 
It's a lot of Conan going around at Funcom. A fine Conan product. Yeah, these are both MMOs, by the way. The Secret World MMOs, uh, they did those. And they also did, they don't list it here, but what was it called? Their sci-fi MMO came out well before, after was EverQuest. Anarchy Online? Anarchy Online. Yeah. I, I was so excited about whatever the hell that was supposed to be at the time that I bought in early. It was a mess. They had one, it was supposed to be one realm and everybody would be in it. They eventually had to split it in two because it just didn't work. You had um, to buy insurance for your body. You did. You bought insurance for your body, but it was very cyber. They had some cool ideas in there. Yeah. But that's a, that game's a freaking mess. Anyway, uh, so I have some, I have some th- happy memories with Funcom in terms of, you know, that sort of thing. But anyway, they are going to make a 2020 uh, game of some sort. And we don't know what it is. We don't know anything else about it. They said games plural, so multiple games. We already know they can do at least two Conan, so why not two Doom yeah. games? Um, they did not say any specifics. No platforms talked about, no uh, numbers of games or their launch dates or any of this stuff. Their chief executive touted the company's decade experience in adapting sci-fi and fantasy IPs. Quote, we are thrilled to have the opportunity to collaborate with legendary to bring the iconic Dune universe to life for gamers all over the globe. So yeah, I'll play your dumb game. Let's see what you got. Bring it I'll on. Give it a try. <laughs> yeah, Funcom I mean, for me. Okay, Funcom is a company that yeah. sounds like if somebody told you that was the name of the company that made all the McDonald's toys, you would a hundred percent believe them. Right. <laughs> you would go, oh yeah, Funcom, the people who make Happy Meal toys. Here's the thing. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way about their games. Oh. Like, there's something there. They're definitely toys. But yeah. they're maybe not quite the toys you wanted. But sometimes you just find something special that's great about them. Like, yeah. I played Secret World, and I actually really liked it. And I thought there were a lot of really cool things in it. But there's just just a light little level of polish that's never quite on the game themselves itself. Yeah. That was true of their Conan game. By the way, I, I, I'm going to get emails about this. So I might as well clarify it. Conan exiles is their survival game. That's only a couple of years old. And that's more like Minecraft or world wars or, um, uh, Daisy or something. It's not the same as an, it's not an MMO at all. Uh, the other game, Conan, Age of Conan was was an MMO. Is DayZ a battle royale game? Uh, which one? Which game? DayZ isn't a battle royale. No, game, no, no, right? no. It's just a survival. That's where they that's where they come from, though. Um, yeah, uh, sorta. I mean, they all came from Arma. So Arma well, was they the came from Arma, but Arma went to DayZ. Then it was what was H one Z one. Well, I thought and Arma H one Z one had the battle royale game. I thought it was Arma. I thought that okay. So I thought Player Unknown, the dude that made PUBG originally started working on a mod that he built on Arma. I thought that's yeah. what its origins yeah, yeah, were. Yeah, that's right. I think that's right. Okay. I think it started as a mod in Arma 2 or 3. But I'm just saying Battle Royale as a genre comes from DayZ. Like, it's iterated on so they on, made... on that on that genre. That's what I was asking. Is it the Battle oh, Royale or is it just saying. a survival zombie deal? I see what you're saying. Like, running around, finding shit. Because I think yeah. H1Z1, I'm not sure if they were the first, but I think they were said, just get rid of the zombies and just make it mm-hmm. Battle Royale. And then yeah. they had the other release. I want to say that sounds right. Um, I don't. I don't know why it's Funcom who got has this deal. I just know that I have such high, hot, hot feelings about Dune and how well I want all this to go that I don't want the games to be poop. So I guess we'll just have to see. Because I think I think 
um, John's right. Like Happy Meal toys are shit. There's something there though. For I know. Those games. I know. Like there's, there's something there. Right. I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying they make nothing but crap games. I don't think that's true. I I didn't play much of Age of Conan, uh, but I did play it, mm-hmm. and I didn't play a ton of Secret World, but I did play it, and I found a lot to like in it. Yeah. Uh, same with Anarchy Online. So there's something there. Mm-hmm. They make video games that you might yeah. want to check they into. They successfully make video games, which huh. is more than some companies can say. Even EA can't say that about a Star Wars game yet, so... Mm-hmm. Or a recent one by any account. So, uh, these point are, Funcom. These aren't the ones that make that game that's uh, was a TV show on Sci-Fi as well. And it was happening at the same time. Do you remember that? It's still out. That's it's still right. a game. I heard that uh, game was actually pretty okay. It's Defiance? all right. Defiance. Yeah, it's okay. I, I played, played it. it. Did you play it as well? Yeah, I played Defiance. It was all, it was all right, but it was also I think it suffers from that WoW thing where it's like it's an MMO, but it's not. You know, there's a lot of quality of life stuff not in it. So you're like, I'll come back later. And then the game fails. Yeah. Well, now they got it. Has it shut down? Uh, no, it's re-released. And it's uh, the show's not on anymore, but the game's still active. Oh, interesting. Uh, but it's like a, it's it's almost like um, not a predecessor, right. but it, but it was supposed to be like these newer. Oh, you know who I'm thinking of is Tryon Worlds. That's who made that. It's not, it's they not the comment. Yeah. It's not fun right? com, but yeah, but they, they, uh, yeah, they made Rift, but they, uh, the game was like a proto Destiny, proto um, uh, what's the other what's the thing? Well, Anthem, I guess. But it's like that kind of looter shooter elements in it, but also more MMO than those are. It's that's weird. It's a weird game, but I enjoyed my time in it. It was all right. It was okay, fun. And I it's no Star Trek Online. No, no. I mean, if I if Star Trek Online, if I could buy a lifetime thing, I would. If only. Can you even buy that now? Is that a no, thing? it's free now. <laughs> They're not going to sell it to you now. Well, Actually, they... maybe you can. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I want to know if you can still buy a lifetime because that just gives you all the perks and stuff. Right. It's... Maybe they're still like, yeah, sure. You want to give us however many hundred dollars that was? Uh, yeah, give it to us. Lifetime subscription. Oh, they still do. Oh, they do? Yep. You can go in there. Let's see. Can I find out how much it costs? Yeah, what do you get for uh, it? Star Trek.com. All right, let's see. Uh, the subscription offer, this was last year. So this is pretty recent. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, all three problems. For now, until April, you can get the, oh, you can save $100. because So it's still, let's see, 200 bucks, And you pay, you could have paid 100 during the sale that they had. We'll pretend I did. <laughs> yeah, but if so, Bo, if you and I want to go down that dark path, we could go buy a lifetime subscription to the Star Trek. Now, Dragon. there's the game all three of us should get into. We can all be three starship captains. Yeah. Fight the Borg. Yeah. Space and ground adventures. Okay. We're all captains? Yeah. Does somebody have to work in engineering? Yeah. yeah well, we have crews for that. Yeah, you have your own ship. We'd have three ships. Is oh. What we'd have. Oh, you, oh, you can't be like a science officer in the game. You have to be a captain in the game. You can be technically a science officer, but you're still going to be controlling the ship as if you were the captain. Correct. Oh, yeah. out. He's out already. <laughs> what if the characters, what if the captain... I want to be an underling or nothing at all. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There's a, there's a Star Trek role-playing game that I've kind of been curious about. Oh where you God. play as part of the crew and everyone's got to, you know, work pen, together to oh solve God. problems. Like a pen, now, pen that could paper? be a fun one shot. Oh, us. I'd do that. Yeah. That In a heartbeat. Like yeah, I would totally do that. Is it? Are there, it's, 
D&D it's fun. Rules. You don't have to be the captain just to have a good Star Trek fantasy. You can my, be. You can be Guinan. I've already got my character. You guys ready? Yep. He got lost in the Jeffries tubes, <laughs> and they decommissioned the ship he was on. Okay. And then, in a desperate battle, the ship was brought out of retirement, and he crawled from the Jeffries tubes and was reconscripted into the Federation. <laughs> What did he eat while he was in the Jeffrey's tubes? He found a way a to the replicator. Yeah. It's his own poop. I mean, he wasn't so he, permanent. He had the ship, but they closed it all down with him aboard. He couldn't get out. And like the scans failed to detect him? No, I mean, he was just sitting. It was just sitting there. Nobody cared. Alcars wasn't like anomaly detected. Mm. No. Jeffrey's tube 52. It was like Tom Hanks in that airport movie. Uh... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Not catch me if you can. What was oh terminal? Yeah, the terminal. Okay, all right. So wait, wait Bo, if you did this, it, what, what era is it? Is it TNG era? Is it DS nine? Oh, from if I were to game master Star Trek, I have to read the rules. But yes, it would be TNG DS nine era. All right, I would think we may one off that someday chat room. We'll do that for when we do like a break with there will be dungeons or something. We could just do like a yeah. It's less combat focused and more you know Star Trek focused. Like you have to use your brain to figure out alien problems i'm in diplomacy and stuff <laughs> yeah diplomacy yeah. it's not just a sword it's a way of thinking diplomacy the hell out of this situation <laughs> uh all right real quick here i know that uh, all three of us to some level or another like mortal Kombat, and i don't i don't mean the act of mortal Kombat. i mean the game series with the k in it uh, uh 11's coming out everybody wondered they've all it's been the big thing is johnny cage coming back Good news, everyone. Johnny Cage is coming back. So, I kind of hate and like Johnny Cage all at the same time. I can't stand him. I hate. He's him. the like he's, okay. He's just a, he's a douche, right? But he's the chosen one, I guess. Yeah, for, he's like pun. He has character of the game. Dude. When they rewrote the lore for uh, nine ten, they made Johnny Cage the main guy. They killed off Liu Kang. Spoilers. Uh, killed off Liu Kang and made Johnny Cage the most important character in the series. Yeah, which they should have done because he's the most. I would say he's the more iconic. Doesn't he have a? He's uh. Well, he's not. I wouldn't say he's iconic at all. I think the two ninjas are iconic. Sub Zero and freaking. Uh, yeah, he's like generic American man, and they've just leaned into it. Like I know people in Hollywood that would that are tougher than you. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, the, the, don't do that. Don't say that before a fight. He's a Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme. He's Van Damme. That's his deal. That's his job. In yeah, this. yeah. And, Kinda. It's, and it's dumb. It's always been uh, dumb. He's dumb. But in a, in a way that I'm like, I'm supposed to I think, feel these feelings. So I appreciate it. You're yeah. supposed to. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think he's his own. Every, like all the characters are kind of a horror show, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's something off about them. They take off their mask. They got crazy teeth. Like, I think he's his own horror show in this clean way. That's why they lean into it. Mm. Like, that, it, he, instead of looking at him as the bread and butter, what? Bread, bread and, and butter. Bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Like, just, you know, the ultimate Wonder Boy, A plus, good guy. Like, he's horrific, right? He's like yeah. arrogant. He's, yeah, he's an a hole. He's a douche. And I think they that's his, the horror fantasy of him. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of a dipshit. He's but. a dipshit, but also he's really good at fighting and the chosen one. Like it's, it's he's that's... he's he's Apex Legends Pud or uh, um, <laughs> he is what's his uh, real name? Uh, Mirage. Mirage. He's Mirage from Apex Legends Pud yes, for yeah, short. He a hundred percent is. Yeah. He's got a tattoo of his own name across his chest. That yeah. tells you 
literally everything <laughs> you need to know about the character. I forgot that's uh, true. I mean, you guys are excited about that game, right? You want it and looking forward to I mean, did you see it. the fatality on no, this No, it's one? crazy. It was amazing. It's crazy. It was hilarious. Isn't it ba- it's based on a glitch from 2, Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. There was a fatality where if you kept hitting the last button of the fatality, they would uppercut the head off, and if you hit it again, the head would reappear and you'd uppercut the head off again, and then the head would reappear and you'd uppercut the head off again. So I kind of feel like this is a slight homage to it. Like, how do you do that in a world where the graphics aren't as bad? Like, you actually have real graphics? Well, you do a... You treat it like it's a movie and they're filming it and, oh, take one, he didn't knock the head off. Oh, take two, he didn't knock the head off. Oh, it got stuck on his fist. Yeah. And look at... Oh, he's annoying me already. I'm looking at the video. (laughs) He's got... Now, he's older now. He's got a kid. The kid was in the last one, right? The girl? Yeah. Cassie's Cassie's Cassie Cage. I I don't know if she's back, though. Is she back to be a part of the deal again? I don't know. All right, here he is. There's also a move at one point where Johnny Cage throws his glasses at the enemy and then gets out a new pair of glasses and puts them on. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that. I liked the move where his stunt double comes in and grabs the guy from behind and then he kicks him. Uh, You see the miming? He mimes at one point to block. He's like, Dunk, 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 and Rocket tries to hit him and he can't and then he counterattacks. Wow. Yeah. Right. And he uh slams a Emmy, which is actually just him with his arms crossed in a golden statue, into somebody's back. So these are all fantastic things. All I'm saying is we have a listener who works at uh, Nether Realm who's You gotta stop saying that. People are gonna think we only talk about Mortal Kombat because No, of no, that. no. We talk about it we love it. I'm just saying that, you know, hook us up is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't have to do anything. All right, uh, there's that, and that was a lot of fun. And I'm glad we got to talk about it. So uh good job. All right, kind of a side note thing, not really game-related, but I wanted to throw this out there. I noticed that Rotten Tomatoes will no longer allow audiences to review movies before they're released. Okay, I came at this with two thoughts. Number one, I didn't know they even did that. How can you review a film if it's not out yet? Do you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't be able to go. I shouldn't be able to wander into the, the world's biggest movie review thing, or games for that matter, and go, oh, it's gonna suck and we all know it and then have that be a score and then I was part of an aggregate freaking F off that sucks that should have never been a thing yes I have occasionally been lucky enough to go to screeners early for a movie yeah but I don't think for the exceptions of times where I maybe could have reviewed a movie early that should be allowed over the people that get on and review bomb movies. So I'm a hundred percent with you. It shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be. And now it's not, they're not letting you do it anymore. So that's good. They can review bomb it after. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But you have to, this is the problem. The difference between like a steam review, you can't leave a review unless you played the game. And I think it even has to be a certain amount of time in the game. I'm not sure about mm-hmm. that, but you have to own it. It has to be in your library. And, that makes sense to me. So even if you review bomb a game on Steam, you have to own the game. And if you're going to cell phone yourself and go spend 60 bucks for a thing to leave a review, then you're weird. Like, I don't know why you're doing that. But at least there's some restriction there. With this okay. Rotten Tomatoes thing, there's no way for them to know if you owned a ticket to see the movie. Like, all they're doing is saying, you can still review bomb it, I guess. Just don't do it till the day the movie comes out. Instead of doing it like two weeks ahead when we put the listing up. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I mean, plus people are obviously abusing it, which is its own really shitty practice. So I'm sick of the internet. I, I don't know. I'd be okay with getting rid of uh, user reviews altogether yeah. from Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's an extreme overreaction to it, but I, I mean, I just don't, I think we're at a place where as soon as people started review bombing and it became a thing, how useful can you find those things anymore? Right. You know? How critical is it to their business though? Like, what if there's a segment of people who want to visit that site just to be a shitty human being and like, will they have a revenue drop because there's less people going to leave crap reviews? Like, well, they want to do this. And that's the customers they're serving. I, main, I guess I don't but those, go to Rotten Tomatoes. But those <laughs> customers, I mean, they just won't see ads that they probably weren't going to go spend money with anyway. Like they're already, they're shitty on every level. So mm. they're just, if they're just there to cause a ruckus, I don't see any value in keeping them. In fact, I feel this way about I don't think there's any value in having comments on YouTube and I don't know why anybody does it. Like it's just the <laughs> stupidest place to say anything ever. So why even have it? But there it is because it just feels like, well, we can't not have it. So then, then creators are the same. They're like, well, we can't not have it. Right. I mean, I know we're running the risk, of, but no, it just, it sucks. Every color of, co of comment systems just kind of sucks. So in this particular case, what I what I go to Rotten Tomatoes for is I don't even look at that audience score because I don't trust it. I look at the the average from people who are paid and work every day in, in a business where they have to review films, even though a lot of times I may not agree with them, but generally the aggregate and I match pretty close. And that's why I go. So if I don't want to go waste 14 bucks for a ticket, I like to check out and see if it's getting decent early reviews or not. And if it's even fair to middling for something I want to go see, I may still go see it. If they're skyrocketed over 90, I know I'm probably going to be okay with it. And if it's something that's down in the 20s and 30s, probably a piece of shit. Good enough for me. I don't need the user ones where they get on and go, I hate so-and-so actor because one time I heard he farted on a dog and, and that's why I won't, I, you shouldn't see this movie. That's not a review. Oh, it's like Metacritic person reviews. I hate them so much. Anyway, it's just a chance no, to rant. Bad. Metacritic's bad too, but I just think there's people... Because I have used in the internet for a long time, as I'm sure you both have. It's mm -hmm. not a brag. Yeah. But I've used it for a long time, and I've never left a review for pretty much anything. I think in a span of a week, I left some reviews on Steam for some games I bought, but they were just complimentary for games I liked, basically. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, like I've never left a review for a movie or a book or even a purchase on Amazon. And I'm like, I can't be the only one like that. How you're only when you're looking at user comments and reviews, it's only a, also a percentage of the population who do it. Yeah. There's some people who never do it that are never in any of that aggregate that are not being captured. And my opinion on things, pretty much the best opinion out there. So, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. a real loss to the quality of those, <laughs> those reviews. being denied the bow perspective. I'm pretty sure years. everyone feels that way about their, their good taste. But, you know, clearly, yeah. The point is that so a lot of I think a lot of people just don't comment, so they're not really mm -hmm. capturing the people, anyways. I agree. Now this, uh, just some other gaming stuff that happened to me this week. I canceled the EA, EA thing. I I, I don't feel you. I don't feel good about carrying it into the second month until Anthem shows me what it's gonna do for real. Like I need maybe six months before I check that again. So I did that for two reasons. One. Having that thing got me back to playing Dragon Age Origin or uh, Inquisition. And I really like that game. However, the more I played it, 
the more I went, yeah, this came out in like 2013, 2014. About a year and a half later, we got uh, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Oh, yeah, that's the best RPG ever. I'm not going <laughs> to play this for now. And so I turned that off. I uninstalled it, kept my saves synced up. So if I ever want to get back, I can. I like that game a lot. I, I'm not poo-pooing on it. But I'm like, if I'm going to spend this time, let's just go. Let's get to the parts of The Witcher I never finished. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to play the, that thing all the way through. At least I think I am. So I'm doing that. Drove me to play The Witcher again. I canceled that thing. Apex is still there. Um, it was. I, th- I think it's a worthy, like I said last week, it's a worthy service. But I'm so bummed out about Anthem and its inability to, to deliver what they had sort of promised that I just can't see doing it for, for a second month until they can prove me wrong. So Or another game comes along where I'm like, oh, I must have. have to do it. Yeah. Um, Probably similar. Oh, Bo, you were we were talking about last week and how. I mean, you already canceled, right? You're done. Uh, I need to cancel. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much done. Yeah. Well, I mean, there isn't. Uh, it's on the back of Anthem, which we can get to it now. I can just talk, later. I can talk about it now. Like, talk about it now. Go I ahead. bought a new. Jump I bought on. a new video card this past week. Yeah. Not a huge upgrade, Scott. You gave me the 680, which is actually a really good card for the 600 series. I think it's the best in the line. Yep. But it's old, and like Apex wasn't running great. Anthem was not running. And there was a sale for 200 Canadian, which is a pretty good deal on a 1050 Ti. Yeah. And that's the budget card for the 10 series, but pretty big upgrade. And most importantly, within the specs of Anthem. So I knew Anthem would run, except guess what? It doesn't. (laughs) I get, I get one for, I get a slideshow. I can't play it. It's unplayable. Oh man. Now Now that I'm meeting the specs of the game, it still won't run. And so I just, I'm not going to waste my time. It's just going to get uninstalled and I probably won't go back to it unless something big happens. Are you, are you, so, uh, is that, uh, across the board, your specs say that they're current and it's still not, not, enough. I mean, I have an old I seven, you know, I'm sure my the version of my Ram, but if I have to think that deeply about it, then they're not taking the time to retrograde or retrospect the software to hit a lot of systems. Yeah. Because my stuff technically meets requirements. It was just a graphics card that was below. Uh, I otherwise meet the requirements. Mm-hmm. And all other games work. I have no other game in existence that didn't work except Wolf 2, Wolfenstein 2, which I should check out, actually. Yeah. Um, but that was a graphics card bottleneck. So I've got the graphics card. So I can play that. So I'm excited for that. That's a good game. You should play that. You should yeah. play that. That no. game is crazy that was a great i forgot about shooter. it just now so i'm gonna, I'm gonna play that no. metro I, I yeah i'm skipping ahead but i installed metro 2033 and it runs amazing on full graphics no new video cards are great guys people are saying good things about that new metro game i haven't tried it yet but i'm considering checking that out those games stress me out though i feel like they're just a stress machine those metro games do you not just do you not agree because i feel like i'm in there just mm, going no. oh shit 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 i don't have enough bullets bullets are money money or bullets Ah, like it's just you got to play stealth. You got to play like it's uh, Saint your Sam Fisher. If you do that, you'll have tons of ammo. All right, I do like, like Sam Fisher. Um, I like that. It's weird because the games present you with it's kind of like Deus Ex, like mm-hmm. Mankind of No uh, Human Revolution, where you, you can play guns blazing or stealth. Yeah, but if you play stealth, you actually save a like you you have more ammo than you know what to do with. Um, really, and you just got to shoot at all the light bulbs, blow out all the candles. And hide in the corners. Don't step on any glass. And you can takes one bullet to hit a headshot on on the you know third Reich, third Reich guy, <laughs> or one of the new Reds. Yeah, 
Well, in still, Metro, it's uh, yeah. Still one of my biggest achievement claims to fame is that I have the pacifism run for Deus Ex Human Revolution. Oh, well done. Jeez. Mm. That is that is a hard thing to do. And I stumbled into it, sort of. The problem is I made it like three quarters of the way through the game, realized I had never killed anybody, and then said, oh, I'm locked into this now, aren't I? Yeah. Well, what'd you do about the bosses? Because that was a problem with that game, wasn't it? They, you... don't, they don't count. You can kill bosses. Uh, but it used to, didn't it? Like, no. They're just, they just suck. That's the only thing that <laughs> for the about achievement. the bosses. Yeah. I, I actually tried for the achievement and failed. because I think it's because I killed a guy in the tutorial and failed to realize it. Till I oh, you didn't know until you got all the way to the end? And then you went I mean, I tried to go back in my brain, and I was like, I must have killed the tutorial in that game. Isn't Your HUD isn't fully engaged yet, yeah. so if you're not paying attention, it's hard to know. Yeah. I, think I, hope I, they make, killed somebody. I hope they make more of those. Those games are cool, man. I, I really like Mankind Divided. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I think both of them are great. I just want, I, I hope Cyberpunk lives up to the the amount the, the amount of sheer hype I have in my heart for it. I want that oh, to be I rad. I hope I have a new computer by the time that game comes out. Yeah, it's going to be a beast. That's going to be a, when is that, come, it's 2021 20, or something? Or what's the, I forgot. It's not soon. I don't know. That's, I think there's yeah. some news on that front. Uh, Is there? Didn't they put out like a weird little teaser thing? That's what they do. Some just like image <laughs> on Twitter where they were just like, eh, working. Maybe. No release dates. No dates, Hopes right? to launch in 2019. Oh. At the release. Yeah, but mm. I don't think Seems, so. seems unlikely, right? I mean, I know they've been yeah, working on it for a long time, but. Cyberpunk is a video. Release date leak confirmed by blah, blah, blah. Oh. I, don't, I don't. I don't think it's still 2020. Mm. This is a pretty ambitious game. Okay, well that's still better than what I thought. I thought it would be beyond 2020. I didn't know, but it looks. Oh, it's so my bag it was of chips. Come out in 2042. Yeah, it's gonna make Bo want to do cyberpunk tabletop and pen and paper. I, I'm telling you. I mean, I kind of already want. He already just, does. Yeah, I already have the book. Uh, I've been flipping through it. I'd love to do a second. I think it'd be more mission based. I think fantasy in that world, it's not like you're going to adventure to exotic places. You're going to hang out in some bar, mm-hmm. meet like creepy people, and then just go and steal something with those creepy people you met. Plus, you're going to make us do weird sex stuff in it, aren't you? You're going to make everybody. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's an android over there. Put your penis in it. Like, it's going to be a- the <laughs> only guy who in There Will Be Dungeons has done weird sex stuff. <laughs> That's not true. You guys had your vampire orgy without me. <laughs> That was the there thing. Was no vampire orgy. What vampire orgy are you Wasn't talking there, about? Wasn't there the day I was gone? You guys did some orgy thing that that Varel had to witness. They had a dream. Oh. Oh. I wasn't there for that. I assumed this was an actual thing that happened. There was a sex dream. It's not. You're mixing the vampire with the flesh monster from John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. Yeah, they were rubbing up on a flesh monster, but there was no penetration. But I can just hear it now. It's like, how many credits you give us to do this job? Uh, I'll give you 15 credits plus a handy behind the garbage can. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to have a bunch of weird cyber sex. And I know Bo's going to stick us with some really embarrassing stuff. So, looking forward to it. Watch for that coming soon. <laughs> I mean, we could do Star Trek. I think Star Trek sounds more palatable to you. Yeah, you know he's going to still do it to you, Scott, because yeah. he knows it makes you uncomfortable. You're going to do that one where uh, Data. <laughs> you're going to do the one where Data and Tasha Yar got it on. Remember that? Yeah, the most <laughs> awkward romance of all time. Yeah, that was gross. 
two robots going at it. Yeah, well, the whole the whole ship was doing it. Wasn't that what the whole thing with that? Everyone went crazy and got kind of drunk and. Oh yeah, there was an episode like that. And everybody's it's like episode or season one even I think. Yeah, it had to been season season one because it was Tasha Yar in there. Everyone got Randy. Yeah. Next generation had a lot of sex stuff. They had the pleasure planet. Yep. They had the time everybody got off on a video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody in the ships having micro orgasms over this stupid headset game where you oh, got all went in the tube. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. They get your little buzz, <laughs> and that was uh, one of the Judd girls was, was in that. Um, Ashley Judd was the main uh, guest starring Wesley girlfriend in that episode. Yeah, fun mm. little fun little note there. Anyway, uh, John, what do you do? Oh, I so I so I just sorry. I pay. They was half off at, uh, on Dragon Quest Eleven, so I just picked it up. Yeah. So now I have that. Have you played it at all? Yeah, I got in. I got in and got out of town. You've played a bit too, I know, so yeah. you'll probably probably know what meet I'm talking the dog. about. I've met the dog. I walked did all that in the town. I my mother sent me off now. And now I'm on my own. I'm trying to find people. I don't have a team at the moment. It's just me. And I'm killing pickles and slimes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Like it's kind of what I wanted, but I'm not playing it because of the Witcher's kind of forefront right now. It's a little different than the Witcher, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be more <laughs> Like totally different than The Witcher, but I'm glad I picked it up because I do, I like that particular series more than any other Square series, even Final Fantasy. I just, it speaks to my sensibilities about what I think a Japanese RPG should be. You know what I want so bad? Mm. I just realized that I want a Dragon Quest done by The Witcher people. That level of graphics, but for the Dragon Quest universe. So like... The little normal happy smiley face slimes are now like horrific, like kind of slime monsters. <laughs> and I want uh, the Dragon Quest people to make a Witcher game uh, with the Toriyama art style, all Dragon Ball Zified Witcher business. Perfect. I like it. It's a That's good crossover. I yep. I want in the in the Witcher art, but in the Dragon Quest game, they need to all have red noses like they're alcoholics. They need to have the worst mm-hmm. skin. Uh, they need to. Um, Lots of boobs, just barely hanging in there. Boobs are just ready to flop out any second, like in The Witcher. This is a great idea. I think when Geralt gets mad, his hair gets yellow and spiky. Yep, I'm into it. You go Super Saiyan on everybody. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. John, are you still playing Apex? I guess you are. What's going on? I am. There? I'm actually having more fun in Apex uh, as of late than I have with the entire thing. Like It really has... As Bo's bug left, it apparently came over here and infected me because I'm having a really good time. I'm getting better at shooting things, which is a real key to having a good time in that. Um, but moreover, I've just gotten to the part, the point where I'm, I'm still, in theory, chasing wins, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's more about just having a game that's just kind of fun to play with people and goof around in. Um, I got on a stream with uh, Kyle and Garrett. Uh, I don't know if... Garrett necessarily loved the goofing around that Kyle and I got up to, but uh, (laughs) we weren't taking it exactly seriously. Uh, Kyle started a new mission, which is how long can I just run around the enemy, making them shoot at me without me dying, Uh, which was a blast to see and amazing to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also jumping from zip line to zip line when he had two that were overlapping because of Pathfinder business. Mm -hmm. Uh, and 
it's just been goofy, dumb fun. And I've actually really, really been enjoying just getting in there and not really worrying about, oh, we got to move because of the circle and what's the pickups and all of that. But just let's get in there and just goof around and shoot at people. And if we die, we die and whatever. So it's hitting that point with that game made my fun in that game increase astronomically. That's awesome. I think that's really good. I I did pl- I played some games with my son and my son-in-law and they kind of carried me a lot cuz they're way good at these games. They play a ton every night they're playing. But uh I had some of my best games and it was all with Pud. Like usually yeah. it annoys me, but I'm actually kind of enjoying him and playing him a lot. So uh kind of with you. I think things are going okay there. Uh how about Please. you, Bo? You're done with Apex, but what else? We talked about some of the other stuff you're playing, but are you going to... Oh, you covered it all. You oh, I played it. Heroes all week. Yeah, you played Heroes. I won't talk about that, but I also want to talk about... You said you were itching for a roguelike, and then I was wondering if you picked one. Did you find something? Yeah, so what I've been doing is I've been I've been visiting the NetHack site, hmm. and I've been flirting with downloading it. I haven't actually had the balls to install it yet, but I kind of... I've been kind of hankering for uh, a roguelike. Um, I might get back to Darkest Dungeon. I don't know if I can tolerate the lack of graphics in NetHack, but mm. NetHack does kind of sound like a trip. <laughs> Why doesn't so somebody, kinda... like, I know there's NetHack Legacy on Steam. I don't know what version that is, but there is no, there is no graphically like graphical? version There are NetHack. skins for it, but I've, so far in what I've read, it seems like they don't they put everything that's available in the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, in yeah, the game, so the true experience is playing the original NetHack. This freaking ASCII text and stuff. Oh my gosh! Whew. I'm contemplating it. It, you know, it might be a fun thing to do on a stream. I don't, you know, I stream people to watch, but I find like a lot of the games I've been playing, I just kind of ignore. It right. seems like a good play together kind of game. So mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about it. All I'm right. still a sub to your channel. I am too. Value. Better hurry up and unsub. <laughs> I know. Every time I go to your channel, it's like, hey, tell Bo you've been a sub for 24 months. And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's pretty good. I don't know who I'm sub to. I'm See, sub that's, to how, that's, how, that's how, why subs are good. They keep them, I guess. Yeah. yeah but, I'm um, literally still sub to Bo. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of looking for, I think, something turn based. Yeah, like that because Dead Cells is really good. If I just wanted strict roguelike, I actually really enjoyed Dead Cells, and yeah, I can just play that. I don't Do you, know. you guys oh, excited? Sorry. It's oh. my 18 month anniversary. Holy crap! You've been subbed for 18 months, John. Yeah, hold on, I'm gonna share it with the chat room. That's about when you were super hardcore doing hero streams back then, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. Yeah, that and Hearthstone. Although I have a hard time watching Pope play Hearthstone because he's got a little tick that he does while he's thinking, and it drives me crazy. Well, I want to know what it is. What is it? He, uh, he, when he's thinking, he runs his mouse cursor over his bottom list of cards, which makes them all go, and he does it over and over and over again, and I get, like, mesmerized by it. And if he stops, I start to get anxious. And if he starts, I start to get anxious. And then I just go, what am I doing? I'm just sitting here anxiously watching a guy go to his cards over. I gotta and over admit, again. I feel relief. I thought you were going to say I stick my knuckles in my nose or something. No, no we have fa- like we all do weird face things yeah. that we don't think about when we're on camera. And all of a sudden, we're picking our nose on camera. <laughs> you know, I, that happened once. I didn't catch myself doing that. <laughs> my least favorite. Um, 
my least favorite thing that I see streamers do that are ticky like that is uh, Fortnite streamers who are constantly mouse wheeling between the guns they're holding when they're not shooting. They're just traveling. And you know that thing where they're going, shlink, 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 over and over and over? I hate it. Stop doing that. Also, when you're in play in Apex and you're by somebody's box who just died, it's their little crate full of their shit. Go ahead and dig through it and get their stuff, but don't uh, jerk left and right the whole time while you're doing it. You got to do that. I, I hate it so bad. I know you hate it, but you have to do that. That's how you don't get shot while you're maybe your head in the bag. Uh. <laughs> you have to do that. The guns thing, I think, is probably right. There's no reason for it. It's a tick, but moving has a purpose. You're moving, right. I have to say, has a purpose. All right. I just I, really because I think I could kill one of those guys if they were if I saw him. <laughs> But it's just so so if you're standing still and someone gets a beat on you, they have a hundred percent chance to hit. Yeah. But if you're twitching, maybe it's a coin flip. Maybe you get hit anyways, but maybe you don't. And so when you're thinking in that edgy, give me every advantage I possibly can, competitive mentality, you should always be moving. You should never be standing still. All right. You should never be standing still in heroes. You know, you should never be standing still in any competitive game. So yeah, that's why The Witcher, for, when I first started playing it again, it started to feel a little funny because I was like, I'm digging through this box. Who's looking at someone coming? Like, I'm, I'm a little paranoid about taking too long to go through inventory or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is, one, this is a game where you're supposed to take your time with your inventory. Uh, very different play styles. But, uh, oh, which, game, which game is that? In Witcher? <laughs> yeah, in The Witcher. Also, uh, you know, like, <laughs> demon might get me. Yeah, guys, you go back and forth. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe one of the beasts I've killed is on his way back. Uh, also, I don't like jumping, bunny hopping. That should all end. There's a lot of things I don't oh, like. Yeah. I get it. I understand like some of these have com- uh, competitive advantages, but at the very least, you Fortnite people that just rotate through your guns, or if you started doing it because your favorite streamer does, knock it off. I don't want to watch it. It sucks. All right, moving on. Uh, oh, and tell why Heroes is back in your life. That's good, right? Yeah, I played all night Monday and Tuesday night. I've put in about 30 or 40 games. Jeez, that's pretty good. I have fun. So now that I feel like, and this is part of the conversation with Apex, I feel like Apex was a rebound relationship. Mm. And now that I'm sort of over it, I'm He's like, back with the X. I'm back with the X. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Like, I'm just like, because I'm like, what I said earlier about the game is that it's very predatory in terms of its. You know, it's not a team on team thing. And we play on, you know, we'll probably play tonight. We play Wednesday nights. This is a game I'm good at. Why would I turn my back on it? And I, I don't know what it means. I've just been having fun playing. So I've been playing. I'm back and just playing and not thinking too hard about the stuff surrounding it. I think that's good because we're going to do that just tonight. Approaching it as a fan. Yeah, yeah. We'll play some tonight. We'll have this hot new two hour ago patch to, to play with, which will be fun. What day is it? It's Wednesday. It's a weird Wednesday, day for the night we do core. Is that a weird day for them to do a patch? That's a weird day. Yeah, usually Tuesday. It's part of their weird cadence they always talk about in their letters. <laughs> uh, uh, that word's never going to be the same. No, it probably isn't. I hate that word now. I don't so like much. it either. All right, we're going to get to some emails. Actually, one in particular. We got this email today. Uh, how do they do it? Why? They went to frogpants.com slash core and they clicked the contact link. It's really easy. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 801-471-0462. This email is from somebody named Spud Jerky. Pretty good name. Uh says, actually, can you make jerky out of a potato? Potato jerky? Probably not. 
Probably what is jerky anyways? It's jerky. dried meat. Right? Yeah, it's like you you guys, well, you have jerky up there. Yeah, I mean, we have it. I just don't know that what it is. Like, I look at it. It looks like <laughs> dried meat. It is. But I don't know. I don't know how it's done, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So my brother-in-law is a jerky maker, and what you do is you go kill an elk or something, right? If you're a hunter. Right. Okay. Step um, one. Or you can go buy meat and do this, but he, this is what he did. He, Alternative he, step kill one. An, he'd kill an elk, uh, bring the elk home, do whatever you do to get all the meat out of the elk, and then the, I guess the roast part of it or whatever. Ask you get nicely to you, offer its <laughs> Offer its bounty. You slice yeah. off a bunch of slices of the meat, and then you put it in this smoker dryer thing he bought. And the next day he gets up, and the whole place smells like jerky. And you open that up, and there's like fresh, dried, ready to go, you know, salted jerky in there. It's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's salted at one point, right? I would yeah. assume it's an old school how you would keep meat to last a long time back in the you know 1700s. Like if you were a cowboy and you had to travel across the plains, this is how you'd do it. You'd have jerky. We might have some in our rations kits. Yeah, we might. Well, I have out of rations. I have bat poop, and I have um, I still have a um a tiefling tailbone. Remember that? I still have that. Mm. And why do you have that? I don't know. I don't know why I kept that thing. It's one of my favorite little things to keep, and I just always keep thinking there's going to be a reason to use it. Once in a while, Bo have a scenario, and I'm like. Is there anywhere where we need to poke a bone into something or just like <laughs> I think about it every time I look at my inventory, I'm like, ooh, there's that tailbone. Nash Magard is like an adventure <laughs> game character. No, there's really no like, reason for why he I was thinking about here. this on the weekend. Scott kind of plays you know how in Grand Theft Auto you can play like I'm not gonna run over people, I'm a responsible driver. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and then the people just are kind of walking and you're like why don't I veer onto the sidewalk and murder 50 of them? Yeah. I feel like that's how Scott plays D&D, where he's like, he'll have a, he has a conscience. He's like, we can't do this. We have to be good. And then he'll see something he wants to touch. Yeah. And that, that might cause an explosion, but who cares? It's a video game <laughs> that he touches. It. Yeah, no, that's true. It's going to get me killed, but I like I like that. I like, when you, you describe some awesome object and go, oh, there's a collection of weird mushrooms that glow green. I can't just go, okay, cool. Keep going. Like I need to see what that is. I need to explore it. It's like it's, it's like, not a criticism. You can. I'm happy that you do that. Yeah. I but, just have to remind myself that in this world, I don't know which character is which Avenger, but I definitely know we're traveling with Deadpool. And as <laughs> as long as I remind myself that Deadpool is one of the people on the team, that in this comic book event, Deadpool is with us. Yeah. I understand exactly what to expect. Right. Well, it's just the way it goes. Uh, Deadpool's a good guy. Yes. He is a good guy, ultimately. Although he does sometimes kill people when they didn't need to die. And he swears a <laughs> lot. He even got Pikachu to swear. He did. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see that weird thing. It looks so good, doesn't it? Yeah. Back to video games, sort of. I don't know why that Pikachu, Detective Pikachu movie looks like a thing I want to see. I don't know why I feel that way. I think that movie's going to do well, because you know everybody who actually loves Pokemon is going to go see it. It's even got people like you that really don't care that not long ago, and I'm still sad you didn't do it, Pokemon Go took this opportunity from us. You were pitching the idea because you didn't know any Pokemon of drawing based on name alone what you thought the Pokemon looked like. Yeah. I'm so sad that never happened, but it even has you excited for it. I could still do it because I still don't know. (laughs) I, I know one or two. I know Pikachu... 
I think Squirtle. Even then, I don't know if I could do Squirtle. It'd be like me trying to, like on in the instance I'm getting made fun of a lot lately for trying to recount a cinematic in the game, uh-huh. but just doing it from memory and verbally on the show, and then it comes out ridiculous. It's kind of like that, and I would have a really hard time telling you what a certain Pokemon looked like. But now we live in a time where Pokemon is so mass market. Everyone's got a game on their damn phone. This movie's coming out. Like, it would be a bad project now. I'd waste a lot of time drawing that I could use for something else, but sure. point taken. Uh, sp- I'd like it, though. Oh, well, it would be great. All right, well, I'll do it just for you. Yeah, I'll uh, just give you a list of Pokemon <laughs> to draw, and you can just draw them for me. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Spud Jerky wrote in, says, hey, core people, I love that you're still doing the show. Well, thank you. We're, we're oh, we didn't read the email yet? No, we didn't yet. Oh, jeez. He says <laughs> this. Log? And then, Bo, you may have something to say about this. I don't know. I know I will. He says, I have a question about roguelikes. What's the point? I don't like dying. Those games want me to die. What's the appeal? Thanks and keep up the great work. Your pal, Spud Jerky. Well, Spud That's Jerky. That's the appeal. That is kind of the appeal. Now, the, the appeal <laughs> of more modern ones, NetHack, NetHack was a go as long as you can, and when you're dead, you're dead. You don't get to do new stuff when you go out for yourself. Start over from scratch. So there's a term called roguelite, mm-hmm. which is a concession between the idea that it's permadeath and that you get to carry over stats and abilities. and Currency, whatever. And yeah, like stuff carries over so that you both feel rewarded and making progression, but also still has permadeath, mm-hmm. which is... I think to a hardcore roguelike fan, uh, wimpy, but that's why they call it roguelite. And if that's, I mean, it's fine. It's not a bad thing. I shouldn't do that. Mm. But yeah, the appeal of an actual roguelike game is that much, I mean, D&D, Dungeons and Dragons is a roguelike mm-hmm. in the sense that eh, when you're dead, you're dead. Yeah. Well, that's not true. It does have resurrection. Well, game, yeah, so. but, but if you die after yeah, that's all, not true. all, after everything's but, been exhausted, you're still dead. Characters but you can, die. I mean, you can certainly run a game where you, as you omit all resurrection magic so that it's not possible. That's the point is that it makes it thrilling when you when you have one life. Like your life, you value it. So you're not going to go run into a war uh, with your under, well, nothing but your underwear on mm-hmm. and yell, you know, <laughs> but in a game you can kind of do that, you know, and, and so... There, there's, a, but there's still a thrill. Like what you're doing could possibly blow up in your face, and yeah. then you would, you would die. So. And a good example of this, by the way, is a, is can easily be found in a sort of modernish game. Diablo three has a hardcore mode. So did the previous Diablo game, and so do most games that are like Diablo. They have a mode where you make a character, and if that character dies, he's dead forever, and you lose everything he ever had. So if you want to recreate that in a more modern setting. That's a, there's one right there. Yeah, I have some I have some thoughts on that hardcore mode because you do have a stash. So I've played hardcore, yeah. and what you do it's just basically a longer farm. Is you make a backup set. It still sucks to die, but like oh. if your level seventy barb dies, all your good gear is gone. But you have your backup gear. You roll a new character, level seventy quickly, and boom, you're back in business. It's just a longer oh, farm. Oh well, seasonally, yeah. yeah I but that. I still appreciate your example. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. They would to take it out of that context and just the mode itself. On, on its face anyway before all that was added to the game it's straight up just like a make a guy hope you never die and that's yeah. true of a lot I mean, of these games i am a fan of weird of the weird hybrids i like when things get really interesting i think rogue legacy is a great example of this and still worth getting if you've never played it rogue legacy is this great 2d kind of castlevania style game except uh when you die you're dead it's very difficult 
So you die a lot, but when you do, you take the gold with you that you earned while you were in there, and that gold can unlock perks and things that will help you be stronger the next time. And this is kind of a, you know, Dead Cells is like, they all do this. But the one twist I really liked about that game was when you died, your heir would be your next character you played. And he might be colorblind. He might be short. He might be gay. He might be, he might have gas. Like one of, sometimes I had one that had just farted the whole time. Um, and, and would fog up a room real bad. And it was really weird. But every time one would die, the next in line, your offspring would be the next char- character you'd take in. And you'd have a choice of which of your three kids you would go with for the next run. You'd get, so the idea was that you would inherit their money, but now you also had this weird genetic thing that you now introduced to the gameplay. And then you would play as long as you could. And sometimes it was a real advantage. You were tiny, so you could get in these weird places with lots of treasure. But you were also really low on hit points like that. Sometimes you're really big and fat and slow, but you could take a lot more damage. I love, I've loved where developers have taken this, the the core idea and then branched out with it. And there's so many cool ones out there. I think you bring up a good point. Sorry, you can go ahead, John. Sorry, I was just gonna say real quick. I think Rogue Legacy also has a really good balance to that curve of difficulty, like. It's definitely very difficult, but the the arc, you always feel like you're making just enough progress for the game to stay hard up until the moment you beat it. Um, In fact, I would say probably the only complaint I have about Dead Cells, which is a game I actually really, really like, is I feel like there are more runs in Dead Cells where it's just, this is just a grinding run. Mm. You know, I know I'm not going to really make any progress this time. It's just a grind run. I felt like there was less of that in Rogue Legacy, but I think both Dead Cells and Rogue Legacy are probably two of my two of my favorite games of all time. Honestly, hands down, Same. I really love both of those. Same. Legacy is an is an incredible game. I can't wait to see what that team ever does again. If they are still, I don't know what they're doing, but I'd love to see a follow up from those guys. But um, didn't they do a new game? Did they? Not that I knew of, but maybe I, I missed they it. Did not in that same vein, but I think they did. Uh, I. Thought they did that. Uh, it was one of my favorite games. I think like last year that I played. Cellar Door Games. Uh, they've got Rogue Legacy and Full Metal Furries. Is that the game? Uh, Full Metal Furries. No. I don't think so. Was <laughs> it? Let me look this one up. Oh no, they did do that, but yeah, I didn't play that. I'm thinking of something else. What is okay? From the creators, Rogue Legacy comes a true cooperative action RPG. Huh. But they did do this after Rogue Legacy. I actually did not play this. It's also, that's a Switch exclusive, Full Metal Furries. Furies! Furies. I'm sorry, Furies! (laughs) (laughs) It took me a while to realize that you were genuinely saying it and not just like, ha, I'm having fun with a silly name. (laughs) It's a big wacky font. It looks hard to, I mean, I just glanced at it and now I'm filled up. But it was never Furries, it was Furies. (laughs) Oops. All right. Sorry. I'd like to add to that list too. And yes. An unconventional one at that is FTL. Oh, FTL is so good. That's what I was thinking of. Into the Breach. Yeah. Same developer. Same. FTL. The developer of FTL made also made Into the Breach. That's who I was thinking uh, of. They're very different. They're very, they're genre games, so they're not like typical roguelikes, but they are very much again permadeath as a feature. And those games, I don't think your progress carries over between runs that Just much. one pilot, if you choose, on yeah. the uh, Into the Breach. Yeah, in, yeah, in FTL, there was something, but I can't remember what. Some you can unlock new ships. <clears throat> yeah, and you could only do it if you kept doing runs through the game, and I can't remember what it was. But 
FTL is a very, very cool game and one of the best tablet games I ever played. I played, I had it on PC when it came out on iPad. I got it because I wanted to see what it was like and it was incredible on there. So yeah, fantastic game. Also, oh, what am I thinking? My favorite roguelike of recent years was 2015's Invisible Ink and I still love that game. Oh yeah, it's oh, like, I have to play that. Oh, that game is so good. I get a hankering for that game about once every couple of months, and I just want to. Wait, I thought game. it was a strategy game. You're saying it's a rogue? It's it's both. It's it's a turn-based strategy game, kind of XCOM style. Uh-huh. Um, it's procedurally generated, which uh, is handled really well in there. The art style is incredible. It's very like '60s spy kind of stuff going on with some you know high tech stuff, and uh, you can do you can do stuff to it to make it less lo- roguelike and make it more easier if you want there's a lot of rule changing you can do but the standard game is very like you guys die you're they're dead so good luck to you kind of thing i love that game oh my gosh that game is so good that game's one of my favorite games ever made i wish i wish they were making a sequel to that i'd be super into it i don't know if we answered what's the point of them but we certainly did answer uh here are some good ones and that we like them yeah well i I think we did in a way because the point of them is that they're fun for people who like high stakes. Yeah, sure. And and another feature of it too is that usually your runs are different, so you have to make decisions based on the random events of that run. The Witcher's opening act is always going to be the Witcher's opening act. Mm-hmm. But your first uh zone in FTL is always going to be different. Mm-hmm. And, and There's something your about success that. depends on you making the right decisions. Uh with what you've been presented with yeah i w- we didn't even mention darkest dungeon which is now getting a sequel which everyone's super stoked about it's another game that's pretty hardcore but it's definitely in that vein and uh in fact it's a lot yeah. it's like invisible ink in that it's also a turn-based fantasy rpg and and it's a roguelike at the same time in the way that it's sort of like a spy genre XCOM game and a, and a it's roguelike. It's like a squad. There's a, a subgenre in roguelike for squad based because yeah. you can also play XCOM roguelike. Uh, I think in the Iron Man mode. Iron Man mode. You yeah. Lose you just lose. Yeah. Um, and I think Darkest Dungeon is it's squad based roguelike where it's always different and your guys can die, but you can keep going and keep recruiting new suckers to send into dungeons. It's <laughs> one way of putting it. Uh, well, there you go. If you'd like to email us, you can frogpants.com uh, frogpants. slash core uh, or 801-471-0462. Now, here's a reminder that we here at Core are funded by you, the listener. How's that done? Easily. By going to patreon.com slash core show and uh, show us your love there. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. You should go there as well. And don't forget that you can find us on Twitter. Core Pod is our new Twitter account. Core Pod. If you already followed the Core Heroes account, don't worry. Nothing changed for you. You already follow us at this new one. And if you reply to us, you'll say, oh, look, it's already Core Pod. That's the, one of the nice things about how Twitter works. You don't have to do anything. But if you're following us fresh and new, follow us at Core Pod for the show. John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. Bo's at Bo Schwartz. It's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening and being here. We're going to play some games after this, so stick around. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this 
at frogpants.com. That's a good question. I can't believe you named your fly. He wants my yogurt. (laughs) 